1: Going on Bulls Nation. Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Two more NBA playoff games tonight. Two more chances to get some same-game parlays in there. Hmm. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at bulls underscore pack. Join with my guys in studio: Big Dave, B A W L Sports. Bam. Will the Go Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. With the most half assed Kyle Korver costume I've ever seen in my life. I've uh, ever seen in my so life. Sad. Oh, I don't want to get the shorts to complete the outfit. I'm
0: wearing the jersey. I, That's what you're oh, going to get, Matthew. Oh, man. As a
1: lifelong Chicago sports fan, I've been let down a lot in my life, Will. I don't I'm know if I've ever felt more let down than I do
0: right now. I'm glad to be a part of it. Ah. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Will the Go Got ladies, ladies and gents. Let it all out. So does Get it this out. This is your man. chance. That's right. We got a whole hour of it. I'm getting it. I'm getting <laughs> get, get it all out. Get it all out. Get I will say over. this
0: shout out to Jelly He uh-huh. sent this over He's disappointed from too. eBay.
2: He's upset. As I'm well. sorry if you're disappointed, but <laughs>
0: I am wearing it. <laughs> it's belated, but it's happening now.
2: <laughs> it's in your face. Oh, my in gosh. It's in your face. So How disapp- does it fit. How so does it disappointed.
0: Feel? It's a little big. A little big.
2: But. You are a fit young man, so yeah, should be a little tighter, but did the best we could with what we had. There also, pretty sure Kyle Corver's like a, a foot and a
1: half taller there, than you. That's so There true. aren't <laughs> a lot of
0: uh, Bulls Kyle Corver jerseys floating around. No. Our like, guy why? Jelly had to
1: track that one yeah. down.
0: Yeah. Like, you can find the Hawks.
1: I, the fans, I looked Philly. several times. You got to go on.
3: Team. We, we should have ran a you know a custom DH gate order. Hope mm. NBA's not listening. Mm. I mean, to be fair, have
0: never played him, so.
3: Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't, play, can't play defense well. You don't get fourth quarter minutes if you can't play defense, although that That's might true. not matter for the Knicks who are facing yes. elimination tonight. Well done. Um, our pal producer, Joey Spathis, is here with us in studio, by the way. Jordan. Also follow him. He is at Joey Spathis. Uh, speaking of these NBA playoffs, gentlemen, we had uh, two uh, game fives last night, yeah. each series. Was tied two to two coming into it. Let's talk about these before we get to our Kobe White grades for the 22 23 season. Starting with Sixers Celtics. Sixers won 115 103. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Impede, 33 points. Not the most dominant night. That's basically like what he averaged this season. And he didn't do it super efficiently. 10 of 23 from the field. He was 10 of 11 at at the line. Got a lot of help from Maxie, who chipped in 30 points, drilled six of his 12 three-point attempts, and uh, Harden flirted with a Mm triple-double. I want to start here, though. We talked a little bit about Jason Tatum and the Celtics coughing up that game four, and the fact that he passed off a ball at the end of regulation when Uh the Celtics had a chance to win, and he passed off the ball at the end of OT when the Celtics had a chance to win. Tatum, to his credit, did score 36 points last night only five of those 36 came in the fourth quarter when this game was still very much within reach. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like Tatum is losing some of that superstar power after leading his Celtics all the way to two games shy of winning an NBA championship last season based on how he's played through five games in this series? Ooh. Or do you think that's an overstatement?
2: It's, it's not an overstatement, but it's kind of in the middle. You okay. Know? Like, it's kind of in the middle. Um, you're going off of what you're seeing, obviously. You're a victim of the moment in the playoffs. That's just what it is. And because the next moment is your moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the moment you either go ahead or go home. So you got to go big or go home. That's really how it is. And Tatum has been going kind of tiny uh, in this one against the Sixers. So I take understand. a tiny Tatum. Take a tiny Tatum. <laughs> so I, I understand why people would feel that way. I, I still think he's a superstar for sure. But the team, I don't care how they're built, who's on it, Jalen Brown, however you want to say it, it begins and ends with Tatum. That's who has to be the guy. He has to show up. Now, to his credit, he, bought, he, had, he put up the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, the numbers were there. But the field goal numbers were not there. Uh, like you said, at the time we get in the fourth quarter and in the first quarter too because he was off to a terrible start to start the game. I believe at one point he was one for eight. Yeah. Um, so he was really struggling bad. And that's when Philly kind of just – Took off you know they put the clamps on them and didn't stop uh shout out again to maxi and you've mentioned uh Embiid. i thought Embiid, even though he didn't have good numbers i thought he played a good dominating center performance mm-hmm. he still was like i'm the best player out here on the floor he put on out that kind of performance and what also leads me to believe it is the fact al horford had zero points <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he didn't score so yeah but again nobody's talking about Al horford because it's about jason tatum he has to perform, well. You can't show people that level of greatness that we've seen from him and then not show it, show it at these kind of times, especially at home in the Boston Garden in a game you got to have.
0: Yeah, a game you definitely need to have. And look, like I think last year everybody was kind of ready to anoint Jason Tatum mm. like a top five player. Yeah. And, you know, if he had won the championship last year and if he had sort of earned his way to that moment, maybe there's an argument. But – I think, in reality, he's closer to 10 and probably slightly outside of that Mm. looking in. And that's not to, like, discredit him. There's just, like, a lot of really, really good players out there. And I wonder, like, in how many of these series are the Celtics going to have the best player? Mm -hmm. You know, in this series, no. Embiid's better. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the next series... Probably they will. I mean, it's definitely close with, with playoff Jimmy.
1: Can't believe you would say that um, about your boy Jimmy will. Yeah, just disrespectful.
0: You could see a world where Jimmy is better. You could see a world where Tatum outplays him. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Warriors last year. No, against the Nuggets this year. Against the Suns. like He's not going to be the best player. And I think oftentimes you need that if you're going to win a championship. Now, the Celtics do have probably the deepest team of any of the teams left. Just in terms of like talent, one through eight or one through nine, versatility, they can do a lot of things. But I think the way that they rely on threes this year, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the opposite end of the spectrum of where the Bulls are, where they, the Bulls cannot get nearly enough math on their side, and the Celtics rely. So heavily on it that if the shots not falling, they just don't really give themselves a chance. Right. They chucked a bunch of threes last night and
1: shot barely thirty percent on all those attempts. And
0: Tatum too. I mean, three of eleven. So.
1: And you mentioned Horford not scoring a damn thing. I believe he was zero of seven from three last last night. On the arc. Yeah.
0: Five rebounds, four
2: assists.
1: Great. (laughs) Awesome.
2: Math, 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 math.
1: But I don't think anyone's counting the Celtics out yet, even after being down three two. And needing to go, you know, keep their season alive in Philly and then try and force a game seven because we watched them do that against the Bucks last year in the conference semis. They were down 3-2 after losing a game five where it was tied 2-2. They got their shit together and won that series, went on to, uh, you know, battle the Warriors in the finals. But there's just this weird sense, I think, growing among NBA fans who have been religiously watching these playoffs like the Celtics. Got away a couple of times in their deep playoff run last year with, you know, as Doc Rivers would call it, playing with their food. Mm-hmm. Um, playing with their meat. I'm about to say, play I think
2: he said food. Playing play with their meat.
1: <laughs> it seems like they're doing that too many t- I mean, between, like, Sixers were pretty much in control wire to wire last night. I'll give them that. But in the first four games between these two teams, the Celtics coughed up, too. Yeah. It should have been wins. And it might end up biting them in the ass. Yeah, it, it's kind of why I picked, you know, the Celtics to win
2: was it was just like that Hawk series, you know. They were playing with their meat. <laughs> they were playing with it. And, yeah, you like that, Kyle? I can tell you. But it, they, were, uh, they were playing with it. Oh, yeah, all show. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I wouldn't have it any other all way. All show,
2: bro. Wouldn't have it any other <laughs> <way>. <laughs> But, yeah, they were playing around with it and allowed them to get back in it to the point that they could have won game uh, six. They really had a shot at doing that. And then, you know, the Celtics said, hey, we're better than you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You can't really do that here with the Sixers. There is no, hey, we're better than you with the Sixers. They're like, well, we got the MVP. (laughs) Like, what do you want to do? So, and again, James Harden also is doing James Harden shit. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, he is really balling out. And shout out to him for that. Because he's really making a difference for this team. Yeah, I
1: mean, he only took, I think, eight shots last night. But he got 17 points, double-digit assists, and eight boards. So even on his nights where he's not blowing up and scoring in the you know 38 right. to 40 something range yeah. like we've seen him do twice now in this series correct correct he's
2: given out given something else to he's, the team. He's doing his thing, man. And a lot of people question him, and rightfully so. I, I, as I question still do. Him.
1: Yeah. And it's, I won't not believe wrong. James Harden getting to the conference finals and maybe even the finals until I see it with my own eyes. I mean, you know, history backs you up. Like,
2: you're right to feel this way until he does it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's fine. It's the same thing I used to do with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Say, like, well, I ain't seen you do it, so do it. And Jimmy would just jump over the hurdle, 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 hurdle all the time. Until I was like, all right, you got it, bro. But, yeah, like, they've been playing very well. I think Doc has honestly been doing a good job coaching as well. I didn't expect him to – I don't think he's out-coaching Boston.
1: I think, you know, it's just – He might be, actually. Think he might. You think he is? Oh, excuse me. Break yeah. it down for me. Break it down. I, well, I, I, just, I think the a Missoula versus Udoka difference is one of the things hurting the Celtics right now.
0: Interesting. Okay. Go ahead, Will. I just – I don't really it's feel kind of. like the Celtics have kind done of. much to try to, like, give themselves a better chance. It's just like, can we play – better version of the same style that we're doing now Mm -hmm. and not to say that like you know the Sixers or you know other teams are like out here making like tremendous adjustments but we've seen like I'll take it to the Warriors Lakers for, for an example in that first half last game they ran like 26 pick and rolls at Anthony Davis they put him on the perimeter and that opened up the paint to where there's nobody protecting the rim now, if the Lakers want to try to defend, they're in rotation. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, a big adjustment. I haven't seen that kind of thing from the Celtics in the series. Uh, it didn't They didn't go to that. They didn't spam it as much in the second half of that game, which they lost. And now they're going to need to probably do that literally every single possession mm-hmm. of of game, what is it, five tonight? Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I don't know that when you're built in such a way where everything is centered around just getting up as many threes as you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know like how much, at this point in the year, is that? Is it too late to sort of change your identity mm. yeah. and make those sort of overarching sweeping adjustments that it seems like they might need to. Mm. And, and that
1: reliance on all of that three-point shooting and the volume and wanting as much floor spacing as possible. I was listening to the Hoop Collective on my way in here today, and they were talking yes. on that show about how, uh, like, you know, Udoka used to play Horford and Rob Williams on the floor together a lot. Uh, including their deep playoff run last season. And Missoula has kind of gone away from that yeah. in the name of floor spacing. Mm-hmm. But when they had both those guys out there, it was like, okay, Horford, you got whoever is the big yeah. on our opponents. Uh, and then they basically used Robert Williams as like a gigantor floater on yes. defense. And yes. it was very effective. Very. But if you got both those guys out there, you have less floor spacing. It doesn't seem like that uh, that shift in ideology has paid off for Missoula. It's actually kind of backfired a little bit. But, okay, last thing, then we'll move to the West. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Doc Rivers. I think I told this to you and our guys on a Bulldog because I saw it on Twitter last night after the win. Coming into game six, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers with a chance to win that game mm-hmm. and clinch his team a spot in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. In such games, coming into that game six, Say it. Doc Rivers is 0-7 in the last seven games Yikes. when he's had a chance to win and get in to the conference finals.
2: That's tough. So you the, got Harden
0: and you got Doc. You
2: got to overcome.
0: Yeah. And this, the 76ers have not been to the conference finals since, I think, 2001 That's when true. they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. So Damn. it's AI. kind of like it's, this thing is like hanging over the whole franchise, not yeah. just the coach, not just one of their best players. Yeah, Bead's obviously never been there because he's mm-hmm. been with his Sixers his whole career. Correct, so, correct. I mean, this is this is a big deal.
2: This is. And the opportunity they had, Just I'm, I'm immediately reminded of that series against the Hawks. Immediately reminded of that because that was the series for Mm -hmm. them. That was supposed to be the culmination and coming out party. And alas, it was the destruction of Ben Simmons. Yeah. (laughs) Like after that. So, yeah,
0: man, this is a big game. Or or even the Kawhi shot. Oh, yes. Yeah. Rimming. Yes. And that's a quintuple doinker. JJ Redick and Jimmy and Tobias Mm -hmm. and Simmons and Mm -hmm. Embiid. Like that team was set up. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, you never know what's going to happen in the finals with injuries. They could have won. They could have won that year if that ball doesn't. Ah, the greatness of Kawhi. Uh, Shout out to him. Yeah. It was a great game.
1: All right. Moving to the Western Conference. Nuggets beat the Suns 118 102 last night. That final score was closer than it felt. Got that right. Uh, 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 I mean, Jokic.
2: Oh, my
1: God. For as much love as Devin Booker has gotten in in his Suns playoff performance thus far, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. As much love as Jimmy Butler has gotten, and rightfully so, for getting the heat where they are. People are already overlooking Jokic as maybe still the most dominant player in these playoffs.
2: Destruction.
1: 29, 13, mm-hmm. and 12.
2: What was my pick of the Talk week? Tokyo shit, man. What was
1: my pick of the Talk week your shit, on Matt. our show yesterday? Talk it. Joker, triple-double. Joker. And a Nuggets win. Bam. ba ba-doom, ba-doom. Paid. Slap. In
0: what your can cash I say account.
1: Except you're welcome <laughs> shout out to the rock uh, i couldn't wait to do this or if, if it's not in wrestling ring but uh on screen uh-huh. should i call him dwayne johnson instead of the rock that is an excellent question as a as the expert i would i, I
2: need to I'm know i'm so glad you came to me on this yeah uh in wrestling it's always the rock obviously no matter what it's always the rock
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh when you're watching his movies I feel, this is just my opinion, that it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, so
1: full name.
2: Yeah, I go First full name, name.
1: Wrestling name, yeah. last name. Because
2: usually it's something is blowing up in his movie, right. so I think you have to add The even, Rock. Even in just it.
1: saying it out loud a minute ago, Dwayne jo- didn't, didn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> you can't leave The Rock part of it out. Yeah,
2: and blow up six. You know, <laughs> like you just Sky want to go
1: Skyscraper seven. That. You did? <laughs>
2: skyscraper was a real movie. <laughs>
1: And I saw it. Fast 15. The beginning of the end (laughs) of the road begins. Uh, I like for real. That's the tagline for the next one. Something something to that effect.
2: He's not far off. Okay, back. I will see it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Back to this game with that triple double. (laughs) uh, Jokic passes Wilt Chamberlain for the most playoff triple doubles of all NBA centers. It's impressive. All time. It's impressive. Dude is unreal. That's impressive. He just picked that, and I, I think the Suns got a little disheartened in, uh, towards the lighter, latter stages of that game. He picked the defense apart, and the Suns just stopped trying after a while.
2: The t- his touch around the rim is so soft yeah. and so amazing. And I want to give DeAndre Ayton a compliment because I think he has one of the best touches of a big man, but I refuse to compliment him from how he's playing this series. I'll get into that later. But his touch around the rim is so soft. But this dude is supremely physical, you know what I mean? Like he is a throwback kind of center with just new age center shit in him as well. Mm-hmm. He will he has no problem getting on the block and being physical, posting you up, hitting you with the up and under, all that stuff. but he will also step out, hit the three, make an incredible pass to you, bring the ball up, set up the offense, he'll do all those things, and he does it in such a way. Where he's like, yeah, whatever, you know, great, you know, all right, yeah, 53 and 12, yeah, all right, and that's why it's never
0: talked about or discussed, because that's not the person he is. It's so true, and I'm glad that, like, not only is he succeeding, but he's doing it against really good teams, Right. because this whole narrative that has been thrown around about the two-time MVP not being deserving because he's never done in the playoffs, like... Just chill, man. Like, (laughs) Jamal Murray's been injured. Michael Porter Jr.'s been injured. Yeah. He has a really good team around him now. And look what's happening. They're playing really well. Yeah. And I am just happy to see it because he is one of the most exciting, most fun players to watch in the league. And we're talking about Embiid. We're talking about Jokic here. Let's see that in the finals, man. That would be the Ooh, clash of the Titans I, that we all need. I would not hate that. Ooh, I won't hate it. I, obviously, I I I'll be all
1: it. team Nuggets on that. You all got, team Nuggets? Oh, yeah. I got to rep to All-City family. Oh, fair enough. Fair and enough, to hell enough. with Philly sports fans. You just hate them The too? worst people who never deserve happiness. <laughs> um, Bruce Brown was also big. 25 big points off the bench for the Nuggets, including getting to the free throw line a bunch. Uh, Mike Brown, uh, or Mike Malone rather, praised him after the game. KD and Booker, it's always been about them. Sure. Once KD uh, made his way to the desert mid mid season, yeah. twenty six from Durant, ten of twenty four, not mm. efficient, not a super KD night. Yep. Devin Booker, twenty eight on eight of nineteen, which for him is basically shooting twelve yeah. percent compared to his playoff performance Seriously. thus far. It's
2: like twelve points for him.
1: And they, and, you know, when they have human nights instead of Super Saiyan nights, they their help is usually not enough help. Yeah, and that was the case last night. It's true. No, it's very
2: true. Like, and we talked about this after uh, the Nuggets went up 2 nothing. We said that it's not going to work unless KD and uh, Booker are both having those 40-point performances. And we saw that in those two games after that. That's exactly what was happening. Now you're not seeing it, and you see the ass-whooping that happened to them, man. But DeAndre Ayton.
1: <laughs> Dude.
2: What in the hell is the Andre Ayton doing? It man? looked like there were
1: a couple of timeouts when Booker and KD yeah. were taking turns, like getting into him. And
2: he just got up and walked away. Mm-hmm. He went and sat somewhere else. Look at him on the floor. He's he, in plays he's just taken off. That one play where I uh, think Yogis missed and the rebound went down, he didn't even run down the floor. He stayed there. He just stayed on the other end on the floor, man. Like he's not even hiding it. You know, he's just like, man, nah, who cares? The fact this only comes up in the playoffs for him is weird because mm-hmm. he did the same thing in the playoffs the last time. And it's very weird, man, because watching him play, I am always excited because I think he has one of the best touches of a big man I've ever seen. And I mean that. I've never the seen him The talent
0: a, is undeniable.
2: The, it's so soft, man. When he puts it up, I'm like, oh, that's going in. It's so soft and so pretty, his touch. But
0: it's I don't know what is going on upstairs with him, man. I really don't. It's... I don't think anybody does. I think that's the problem. So let me ask you this. The Suns, let's project ahead a little bit, make some assumptions. Let's do it. We know that's not always the safest thing to do. But for the sake of a fun hypothetical, mm-hmm. Suns lose. They want to move on from Aiden. Oh, here we go. Is that a guy that you would want on the Bulls? <laughs> you like that or term? are you just turned off by his mentality? I want him. Yeah. Didn't have to think twice. I know Matt don't because look at already. So, so give, me the, give me the yes and the no. Oh, my God. It's not like me and Matt do this all the time. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one I him, man. Like, this dude is – I've never seen a touch like that. And just watching him in a pick and roll, he's just absolutely vicious. Offensively, he is really that kind of guy. When he's focused in, he's like either – The top, one of the top two players on the floor. Like, the dude has special qualities in him. Like, he has a level of special to him. I don't know what's happening in Phoenix mentally with him. Does he not like Chris Paul, which I'm sure you don't mind? Does he not like KD? Does Does he not like Devin Booker? Uh, Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I can't blame it on KD because KD ain't even been there, you know, the whole time. Like, so I can't say, well, he just doesn't like him. He ain't been there long enough. You know what I'm saying? For you to feel any kind of way about him. Not, not that long to say, I don't like you. He's been there a while, and it doesn't even he matter like who half teammates a season, are. Man. It's like uh, that I'm talking about KD, though? I'm just talking about KD. Oh, I thought you were talking that way about Aiden. No, 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 oh. no, no. No, I'm saying KD has only been there half a season. He hasn't right. been
1: there that long for him to be like, I don't like you. No, no, okay, right. No, but, but I'm saying... Aiden has been in Phoenix long enough now that it's not necessarily about which teammate he does or does not get along with. If you're the one not getting along with everybody, then maybe
2: you're the asshole. See what you're saying. See what you're saying. And that's a good point. But to that, um, that talent is undeniable. The man is truly skilled. And the fact that he's super young at the same time. And we could probably get him on the cheap. You know what I mean? If he's going to let it go. because $35 million a year. Like, if we have to make a trade... I don't think you have to give up a ton, but we'll see what the Suns say because it just seems like he's a headache at this point, Absolutely. you know, for them. And who wants to keep a headache around? Look at what we got for Dennis Rodman. But y- yeah, <laughs> like it's the same kind of situation. him here. But I know you don't. tell me, give your side, Matt. Go
1: ahead, bro. I just, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Aiden doesn't seem to be happy playing basketball ever. Okay. Or be liked by his teammates all that much. Okay. I don't disagree with the fact that when he is locked in. And trying out there, he's a pretty damn good basketball player. He is. I, 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 the, the scales of good versus bad to me just tilt towards bad a little bit. Is it, is it more so the
2: bad that you see in the postseason, more so than the regular season, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's why I'm willing to take that risk because I'm trying to get to the postseason and make some runs. And knowing that this dude can be a part of that to at least get me there, Okay, then the other stuff I'll I'll deal with when it happens, kind of thing.
1: That's how I feel. Yeah, okay. I I don't know. He he does he strikes me as someone who D G A F about competing and winning. Okay. And I don't want that kind of dude on my team.
2: That's fair. I mean, this is from the Joe Kim Noah line of thinking. I'm not I'm not mad at where you can't. You know what? Just
1: just just get Joe back in a jersey, yeah. please.
2: And, and you it's fair, because you can't come into Chicago with that kind of mentality. You really can't. Mm-mm. So would so. you
0: trade? V- a Vooch sign and trade plus Caruso for him. I don't think
2: I'll give you Caruso with it, but yeah. Vooch and, yep. True will. Got
0: to match salaries. You have to somehow. give him something else. So I got to give him Caruso too? You got to add like 10, 14 million to, mm-hmm. to match up the salaries and keep the Bulls Damn. under the tax.
1: Uh, Buckness in the comments. Maybe it. Said, I think Phoenix moves and
0: doesn't seem <laughs> to get so with we'll, teammates. Oh, the we'll Suns
1: we'll could really use a <laughs> deeper roster. And that's like. It, Aiden, as your starting center, should not be something that makes your team not deep enough. Mm. Should be good. Dude is a former what? Was he number one? He was number one, one, right? Yeah. One of the best drafts of all time. Yeah. In
0: the Luka draft. Right. (laughs) right.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. We we have to take our our first break. Then we'll come back and dive in to some Kobe White grades and some Kobe White offseason outlook. (laughs) Uh, While we're doing that. Do us a quick, easy favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube, catching the YouTube replay. Make sure you're subscribed, of course, to the CHO Sports YouTube channel as well, while we share words from our friends and sponsors, the first of which for today are our friends at Goose Island. I'm sitting here on set drinking one of their delicious new Full Pocket Pilsners. Lovely, delicious beer, and it's what the brewers themselves are drinking these days. Plus, you got the Goose IPA, great summertime drinking. Dave's drinking Pocket pills too. Uh, the Tropical Beer Hug. I was just joking with our pal Chris about how we watched Herb just destroy three straight beer hugs earlier this year yeah. in the uh, Sox 108 Twitter tourney thing, and it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Don't necessarily recommend chugging three back-to-back-to-back to back to back like Herb. He's superhuman. Because they are high in alcohol, but they are delicious, and you (laughs) should try them. He said "He's about to (laughs) Whichever one you want to try, whichever one's your favorite, (laughs) get yourself some delicious Goose Island beers. Maybe check out one of their Chicago locations, the Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or their tap room right around the corner from us here in West Loop, Fulton Street, Goose Island Beer Company. It's Chicago's beer. Chicago's beer,
2: and I hope Mm. you like it. Jake, you want, you, want, you want one? I'm good. You, good. you good? Thank you. He says he's all right. I tell you, don't want, that, want one, and that's young Kyle Corvo over here. Because when he woke up this morning, <laughs> Kyle Corvo said, look, to keep my form and to keep my shot tight, there's one thing I got to do to get right, and that's AG1. He will not start his shooting regimen without taking some AG1. You want to know how he's shooting 40% from the field? You want to know? Oh you want to know how the Thank hair is perfectly coiffed? You want to know? You want to know why the knee has the hair and the legs is always on point? It's because of the AG1, y'all. the 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and oh, my sweet number 26, <laughs> the adaptogens. All of this to help him start his day correctly. That special blend of ingredients supports that gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. And just between me and you, your jump shot. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you might have. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting Good, but young Kyle, did you have yours today? I'm sure you had it, Kyle. How many, Do you ever do two a day? I
0: what, don't do two a day. Just I always, it do, one one day. One always do one a day. One scoop a day. That's the that's one the is all line. you need. Okay,
2: one scoop is all he needs, man. That's it. And then you shoot about forty, fifty shots.
0: Yeah, that's um, about it. Fifty to one hundred.
2: Fifty to one hundred. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So sun's forty or
1: fifty is not
0: enough. Yeah, 100. sun's
2: out, guns out. That's how it goes.
0: Sun's out, free throw practice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes. So to make it it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you that free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of them free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Slash. C-H-G-O Bulls. It's athleticgreens.com. Slash. C-H-G-O Bulls. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it. You dunk it. You shake it. You're drinking. Then what you do?
1: You feel it, I believe.
2: That's what you do. You know what I like? I, I like that it. there was a pause right there, and Joey kind of looked up like, oh, shit, was I supposed to say <laughs> supposed to be right We right? all felt that way. It's <laughs> so, like okay, Joe. Comments not so, until the next ad I like read. The, <laughs> I like how he was ready. He was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> he was like, what's, what's going on? What's going on?
1: All right, guys. <laughs> let's talk some Kobe White, shall we? Grades starting on the offensive end. Uh... Similar to looking back and uh, revisiting our Patrick Williams prove, it's from, uh, like training be training be prove it from our training camp days before the season started. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked to see what our prove-it goals were for Kobe White. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I liked it because we kind of all each picked a different element sure. for Kobe. I picked something on the offensive end. We'll pick something on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And your prove-it for Kobe was a little meat heavy which yeah, I loved it's
2: what it's supposed to be
1: so starting on the offensive end and I was right revisiting my goal for him <laughs> we I said that I wanted Kobe who had done great work increasing his finishing percentage at the rim mm-hmm. from his second season to third season mm-hmm. to keep that up and increase his percentage of total field goal attempts taken at the rim mm-hmm. that specific goal was He was at 18.3 last season, percentage of field goals taken at the rim. I wanted him to get that to 20 or higher. Okay. Modest goal, Mm -hmm. achievable goal, and he did it. Did it. He shot exactly on the nose twenty point zero percent of his field goals this season from zero to three feet. He
0: listened. He listened to me. Thank you, Kobe. He also shot a career high on two pointers this year. Career high, effective field goal, and true shooting percentage. That was, I think, one of the things that I was most impressed with him was his ability to play off of his jump shot and not necessarily rely on being a hot or cold shooter on any given night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he did, while increasing his attempts, also – Marginally increase his finishing at the rim. He had a huge jump of like eight or nine percent mm-hmm. from last uh, two seasons ago to last season. His finishing at the rim went up again 66.1 percent last season, 67.2. So mm-hmm. even raised it by a tick mm-hmm. while increasing his attempts at the rim. I love that. I absolutely love that.
2: He was also, and also my grade was and Kobe White. That's what he did. That's exactly what he did. He went out there and he was like, I am the dude, period, point blank. I am that guy. And he showed it. You just proved it by the numbers there. And we see it in the way he, that he played on the floor. He was much more composed. He was much more sure of himself. And he put on moves. There was, It got to a point towards the end of the season, He had, every game he had a move that he would do, a different one that he would do to get to the bucket and score, to the point where he did a move I would never seen anybody really do before and score off of it where it looked like he was shooting like pump faking, but he didn't really shoot. But he got the defender to jump, and then he went underneath and laid it in. I had really never seen that before. It was really impressive. So, no, Kobe White was absolutely awesome this season for the Chicago Bulls, and I hope it continues.
1: The uh, the other thing is is we know that Kobe's confident shooting mid-range shots. Yeah. And he spoke when he was younger his first couple of seasons under a different head coach mm. uh, about how it was frustrating for him sometimes to be like, well, I like getting some open looks in the mid-range. Mm. We know he can do that. But even still, knowing what this Bulls team needed from him on the offensive end with the lack of Bueller, Bueller, anyone? <laughs> Make a three? Shoot a three? No? Okay. No. That Kobe needed to... Get better and get higher volume at the rim, which yeah. he's so good at, but also do the same behind the three-point line because yeah. they need that from him. His percentage of field goal attempts taken from three also increased from 54.8% last season to 57.9% Ooh, this season. His percentage dipped a little bit. He only shot 372 from behind the three-point line this season compared to 38.5% last season. But I'm not going to nitpick for that. It's a little bit of a dip. Maybe he can turn himself into a legit 40% guy next season. Mm -hmm. We've always talked about the hot and cold streaks from Kobe shooting the ball. But bumping up the frequency uh, or bumping up the percentage of his overall shots, shaving down the mid-range attempts, bumping up the three-point attempts, and keeping that percentage pretty consistent, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, me too. And it just shows the growth of Kobe White. That's really all it shows, just the competency of it. And also for the second straight season, averaging one turnover a game. It was 1.1 last year. It's 1.0 this year. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely awesome for a young guy like Kobe White, increasing his efficient field goal percentage as well. He did that also. He increased his percentage from two point. That means he was getting to the bucket in his main range shots as well. So he was doing all of those things, but at the same time, being a solid point guard not going so fast to where he was leaving everybody, not turning it over at an alarming rate for all all those times, and also playing defense, doing that very well. I wonder who was saying that for a very long time. It's this handsome gentleman right here in the cool socks hat.
1: Uh, Before we shift to that uh, defense talk, uh, people chiming in the comments, some of our uh, regulars. Old Buckness saying his handles took a pretty big leap. Yes, they did. No question. Uh, And our guy beat Daddy Fish saying his handles, yes, and also his lower body. He got his legs really strong and he didn't get bumped around anymore. That's true, too. He absorbed contact better on the offensive end when he was fighting his way through the trees in the paint.
2: That was something I talked about. I wanted to see him do this year also because I was like, he's probably the only other guy outside of DeMar who can get to the paint and actually draw fouls because of his physicality and just – kind of how he goes up you know and i love the fact he his hair back because i was like it looks like you're getting hit harder when you're doing (laughs) stuff like this and your hair is flopping looking amazing when you're doing it so i liked all that stuff kobe got back to basics but also increased his level of his game
1: which is just awesome Mm -hmm. to see it's awesome uh so shifting to that uh kobe white defense talk Will, you got a column up that you put up this morning, allcso.com, everybody go check it out, give it a read. A lot of it is about Kobe's off season and contract stuff and we'll get to that in a few more minutes. But you also mentioned in that column that Kobe had a pretty career year on the defensive end, statistically speaking. And then I went back and was looking at our, our prove it's and I mentioned to you in our Slack thread, I was like, yo man, I got so excited when I saw that Kobe nailed mine. And then I looked at yours and I was like, oh my God, He nailed Wills, too, because your prove it for Kobe was to increase his steal percentage to one and a half percent this season. What did he get? Kobe's steal percentage this season, one and a half percent on the nose. Way to go, Kobe. Way to go. And that's a a big increase because his steal percentage last year was (laughs) 0.8. So he basically doubled his steal percentage from last season. Talk your shit, Will. Like you told him to, or suggested he should, Talk your shit,
0: Kyle. And (laughs) like I said, I mean, Kobe has to give you a reason to be out there. Mm -hmm. He had to prove why Billy should play him over, you know, whether it was Lonzo being able to come back or Io or Caruso or or Patrick Beverly after they acquired him. They needed – Kobe needed to prove that there was a reason for him to be on the floor, and for me – The overarching thing there is awareness. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, funnels into a couple of different categories, but defense being a huge one of understanding where to be, jumping passing lanes, not being a guy that you can target because he's going to work and get over screens. And I think he did all that stuff much, much better this year. It was a jump that I think went a little under-noticed just because off-ball defense is kind of hard to Mm -hmm. see a lot of the time. But, I mean, just to get to the point where Billy's calling him a two-way player, where he's out there in key minutes of, you know, that heat game and the Raptors game, they need somebody out there. And he talked about it too. Like he did not want to be that guy that teams felt like they could target, that they could pick yeah, on. Yeah, he did say that. And uh, I think, you know, he's still at times is the weak link out there. But even if you're the weak link, if you're able to raise your floor to that point, I think that speaks volumes to the overall progress that he made this year.
2: Okay, let me ask you, uh, what part of his offensive game did were you most impressed with as far as uh, the development of it and getting better at that he was this year? Offense or defense? Offense.
0: Offense, I would say, again, it comes to this overarching question of like, does he understand the game at a higher level? I talk about all the time, like self-awareness and basketball IQ are two of the most important things to me. And I think he got to a point where he really reads the game at a higher level. Mm. And that allows him to get into the paint, playing off of his shot, and now, where's the defense? Can I make the right play? Is it for me? Is it for it out and finding someone else? Um, defensively, is it, you know, do I need to jump this passing lane? Do I need to get over the screen? Can I stay attached to this guy? Do I lock and trail? Do I go under? Um, there's just so much that I think he proved just by awareness. And I think that, you know, is true on both ends, but offensively, I think it unlocked another level for him where... Mm. He wasn't just relying on being a hot shooter at all times mm. he was able to use his shooting to now get into the paint and create offense for himself and others i think that you know just the game slowing down to him to a point where he could show off that improved self-awareness i think took him to another level awesome
1: uh we got bulls fans in the comments also praising kobe's defense B daddy fish saying he's six five and he's playing like it now. That's fact. Colin saying, Kobe's starting to give me AC Jr. vibes on defense. Seriously. AC oh,
2: who? What? First AC Green? Defense. AC I think
1: green. he means Alex Caruso <laughs> <laughs> Jr. Uh, Joel, Joel, in the comments saying, Kobe was a lot better in pick and roll defense. Defensive awareness also was a pretty strong rebounder at times among the trees. That's true. Kobe, so many nights this season, would be like, oh, like, you know, Kobe, not a great shooting night or this or that, whatever. Like, oh, but damn, he got seven rebounds. <laughs> there are so many of those nights. Um, <laughs> all right. So, with our grades for Kobe, I feel like we all felt he did a strong, a str- a strong job in this final year of his rookie deal. Uh, Joe, can we take another look at those grades and then move into our meathead grades? Um, pretty, pretty similar. Will, you and I both game eight minuses on offense, Dave? Yeah. The, the biggest Kobe White cheerleader among us, yeah. you were you were the strictest on your grades. Well, for me, it wasn't strict. I thought it was supremely
2: fair. Okay. Because everything we're saying about that, still, the points per game was three point less than it was last it's year. It's true. It's the lowest point. He's never averaged under 10 points he, a game he, since he's been in the league. Played fewer minutes this season, too, but even his,
1: his per 36 scoring was down. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
2: So that's the only reason. And I'm like, and, and for me, and I was a little shocked with, with, that you gave him an A because- I was like, but you gave Demar DeRozan a B. Like, how don't how Kobe get an A? But yeah, that, yeah, that's why though. That for me, that was my level. It was yeah. like, is it Zach and is it Demar level of A A scoring? And uh-huh. I was like, no, it's not to that point yet. But he did get better all around yeah. offensively, and that's why I felt he was a solid B. You're right; his minutes went down. Um, I don't, you know, hopefully his minutes will increase. Hopefully Billy won't take him out the game in the fourth quarter when he's cooking. <laughs> and, and he'll get a better chance, you know, to do his thing. But, no, I thought I thought the B was well-earned, and it's and yeah. it's a very solid grade.
1: Maybe, you know, when it's someone you you really love, you are a harder grader on them, and you See, expect— See, I don't even feel I
2: was being hard. I, I feel, like was more feel
1: like it was fair. Honestly, I really feel like it was a fair grade. Some some elements of Kobe's offensive statistics did dip a little bit this yeah. season, but I looked at certain very specific things that I wanted to see from him okay. and saw that he did them, right. and I was like, A minus. Okay, I feel that. And Deserted. that's why I couldn't give it because if, like, if I'm giving him an A,
2: and I'm saying you're Demar and Zach, right. and I don't feel he's okay. that.
1: that, that yeah. No, that's fair. I've, I've been handing out my grades based on my expectations comparatively to performance. Mm. Um, that's, that's
0: where I was as well. I just feel like from where we all were – at the start of this year of Kobe being the odd man out, is he going to be the the one that gets traded to try to bring in somebody else to now being like a can't miss, Bulls have to re-sign him at all costs kind of player. Um, I think he took, yes, the scoring was down, but I think every other element of his offensive game improved to the point where he became a complete offensive player. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is really important. He also had the highest on-off uh, offensive number of the entire team. So the Bulls were 6.8 points per 100 possessions better on offense with him on the court. That mm. led the entire team. Mm. Um, and some of the numbers for him playing alongside DeMarzak and Vooch were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I, I felt like he overall improved more than any other player on the team added more to his offensive game than any other player on the team. Mm. And for me, it was more about what are my expectations and how did he meet or surpass them? Mm. And for me, it was like clearly an A. There were some numbers that didn't like him as much, which is the only reason why I didn't go even higher. Um, I thought B plus, A minus was kind of the range I was in.
1: Right on. Uh, All right, you know what? Let's take our second break now. We'll come back, we'll do our meathead grades, and then we'll dive into some more of those thoughts from Will's column about Kobe's contract situation this offseason big dave so
2: uh got another call um, another
1: call from baby spathis uh yeah baby joe hit me up again man uh i was like where you at bro his it telecommunication was... skills are just blowing up
2: you know you know he told me not to brag <laughs> about it and i was like i won't do it i'll let you be but you know he always calls me at three four in the morning because you know, oh, that's how he rolls you man. know what i'm saying so i asked him where he was at he told me you know he was in mexico <laughs> I was like, all right, that's what's up. You know, you down there chilling. I don't know what he's doing, but I just heard people calling him jefe for some reason. So shout out to him for that. He said, you large down there too, Will. He said, you large down Appreciate
1: it. Oh, everybody everybody loves a goat down oh, yeah, Mexico. Every,
2: everybody's digging the goat, man. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, this is where I'm at, man. This is where I'm chilling. And he was like, but I need to get a message to you. And I was like, what's going on? What you want to say? You know what he did? You know what he said to me? He said, ellos nunca entendieron. <laughs> they never understood. never understood. That's what he said. In Spanish, the man speaks two languages. He's that kind of dope. Oh, he ain't get it. Why are these glasses so expensive? Why do I have to pay so much damn money just to look so damn cool? He didn't get it. And you know who else ain't get it? Shady Ray's didn't get it. And so Shady Ray said, we're changing some of this up. The independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair that you ever put on your wonderful face. Those doable frames, those premium polarized shades, and those clear optics for those outdoor, and as this wonderful gentleman proves all the time, these indoor adventures. And also, they got the Mat Peck lost and broken replaces. Plan. Tossed, smack, glasses, crack, splat, splat, crack. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Gone is what the point is. They out of there. See that? Re-up. That's what that's called. How do you do that? It's not magic. He sent it right back to Shady Rays. They sent him a brand new pair. No questions asked. But that let's you. say you got a pair on because you saw Kyle Corvin wearing them. You thought you could look as cool as him. Well, let me tell you, you're wrong. You weren't going to do that, and you ain't going to shoot like him either. But you can get your own pair, send that back within 30 days. You can get a pair yourself, and it won't be at no charge, y'all. They have no risk when you shop, and they always have your back. It's good for the listeners out there. Shady Rays giving their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code C-H-G-O. And get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try it yourself. The shades that are rated five stars, y'all, by over 250,000 people. That's a lot of people, y'all. You know why? Because it's Shady Rays. Well, the Rays are oh so Shady. But Al. Matthew. Joseph. David. What's up, man?
3: William. I only go
0: by Kyle now. Kyle.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Kyle.
2: Method acting.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was fire. I would like
3: to take this time to tell you guys about the Combat Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families like ours and businesses like ours in the communities that they serve. Helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. future.
1: That's right, Joe. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Mm -hmm. Up, up.
3: Well, Matt, line? I was just thinking it was actor. running actor. through my mind about the industrial processes, the HVAC system, the commercial kitchen equipment. It's so much, Matt. It's got to be a lot. It's got to be confusing.
1: How does it work? It's actually not that confusing, John. I'd be happy to explain it to you. Please An authorized engineer works with you or Kyle, if you're interested, he is. to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually. Both my goals and back, my needs. It lasts approximately two hours. Chill out. Within three to four weeks, you got a base. <laughs> Customers Something will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, mm. cost savings, mm. that's dollars in your pocket. Dollars in your pocket. Project <laughs> costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, yeah. if you own a Kyle Korver fan club business, right. mm. any kind of business, right. don't wait. Get started by saving money and energy today energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz. Wait, what was that uh, website domain? I think I missed it. Uh, that was ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz. Schedule better. it. Biazzy biz.
3: Schedule a facility assessment today. That's right. Do that. Love Boom.
1: Okay, real quick. Lean head grades. Uh, I think I saw our friend Par in the comments mention that these were hard to decipher. Um Dave's is just the letter R. Mm-hmm. Uh re- return. Oh, re- re-sign. Is see? that what it is? No, that's good. Uh, I like it. Uh r- Those are my two best anybody? R guesses. anybody? Spathis? R- r- <laughs> r- <laughs> r- <laughs> r- All right,
2: R- <laughs> <laughs> R, R- guessing. Bit. Repeat. R for respect. Okay. Give All him right. his respect. Re- give that man his respect. <laughs> Hand it to him. The type and amount of crap that has been tossed at young Alec Jacoby White has been a lot, and it is not deserved. That man has absolutely done his thing. And you expecting awesomeness from him going forward. He has found himself. He has slowed down. He understands the game a little better. You saw it a little bit in the playoffs. You can depend on him in the fourth quarter. You can look for him to hit those threes to continue to make your team better. And he can run that point guard position for you. And he can play defense on whoever the ball handler is. He's doing all of this. In lieu and in spite of the trash thrown at him Shout out Alec Jacobi White Sir, respect is what you're getting from me and respect like that is is what he needs. I like and that, that. man his love.
1: Eco being in the comments said, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. Suck it, suck it, suck I don't know, it, know if that, suck that suck was it, a it, uh, Aretha reference or a Michael Scott referencing Aretha reference. Either way, it's gold. Either way, I'm rolling. Uh, with all right. Will, I don't, yours looks like a combination of leathers that look like the sound I would make falling off a ladder. I, <laughs> what uh, Hey, <laughs> you've been on a ladder.
2: That's how you've been on a ladder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh,
3: Hit hit how him. you shoot? Mm. Well, come on, go. Am
0: I on the right track there? Come on, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey is he's, silly.
1: He's yours. I, I went
0: simple yesterday with just more. Yeah, for uh, Patrick Williams today. You, bro- you went serious on this one. Have you seen his post All Star numbers? Oh, oh wow,
2: that is definitely a goat meathead yeah, head right there, they're
0: pretty, sir. Pretty good. <laughs> Break them down <laughs> then, go. Post All Star, Kobe. In 26 minutes, game 11 and a half points, three and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, 62% true shooting, 49 field goal, 41 three point, 100% from the free throw line, 17 of 17. Um, he was just so much better. He only shot 35% to start the year, and that was kind of what I was worried about. Right. Is just like the inconsistency shooting the ball, but he just got super hot at the end of the year. And one number that I want to point out, which I think is important for this next conversation, in lineups, we've, we've all talked about the Vooch, Zach, DeMar lineups being right. negative or, or slightly positive, depending mm-hmm. on which numbers you're looking at. If you add Kobe to that mix and you have those four players, they were plus 6.6, which is really good, 87th percentile, Correct. and offensively, 127.5 points per 100 possessions, mm. 99th percentile mm. in the entire NBA. Um, with Caruso and Kobe White, they were even better. I mean, he just, I think this was one of those things where I was a little skeptical about putting him in a starting lineup, but that's, you can't argue with those numbers. And he just, he was Can a I, totally different player.
3: Okay. Thank you for that. It was very serious. I do want to take a <laughs> chance to guess the meathead grade badly. And I have a new. A new way of doing this. Okay. I took new the method? I took the acronym Joey Method. I put it into chat GPT. I said this is about a basketball player. Give me ten examples of what it could mean. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of my favorites here.
1: Come on In chat GPT.
3: Hard work yields success. Have your passion and stay nimble. Wow. Is that it? I like that one. Is that it? I already said no. it. No. Yeah. Will already said oh, it. Oh, I missed it. I, was, I you? was chat GPT. <laughs> I was chat GPT.
2: So, <laughs> like, he just really went on a whole breakdown of what he just wrote. Well, I was Why trying. to
3: hear him still. Keep him. going. Okay. Coming. You want to hear it? Okay. <laughs> Heighten your speed. Handle your shots. Always stay nimble. A lot of nimble here. All right. a lot uh, of nimbleness. Yeah, another one. Nimble. Stay nipple. Um, Hustle your stand high. You'll perform and succeed now. Okay. You know what? Uh-huh. I'm done.
2: This is what you miss, Will this talking is, for. This, like, this, is this, this is what. Oh, I for, I heard this this is the important Z
3: is spending their time with. <laughs> this is
2: what you miss. Really? Kyle speaking on right here. No, no.
3: I listened to the to Will's argument and it was beautifully crafted. I just well, missed the actual breakdown. All right, uh, you were on your
2: chat, GBT.
1: So time for M E N W. Is this? Is uh, the uh, comma? Was this comma incorrectly placed? It was correctly placed. Okay. And <laughs> thank you for correctly reading my graphic request.
2: Power said, "Joey is drawing during class."
1: A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit. Um, mine is oh mine man. is pretty simple, and it leads us into the last part of our show's conversation today. Hit it. Met expectations, comma. Now what?
0: Mm. Mm. So we do punctuation for the comma, but not for the question mark.
1: Correct. Love it. I felt like that would have been too much of a giveaway. Yeah. Well, um, I love it. To that end contract the big word surrounding Kobe White's offseason and immediate future with or maybe without the Chicago Bulls uh Will in your column you included a little table about some of the sort of like third guard six man guard guys in that criteria that fit that criteria and their contracts if you don't mind Joseph uh throwing that up there thank you very much talk us through this a little bit Will as far as how you gauged the market for Kobe this offseason
0: Yeah. So kind of what I was talking about in terms of, do you pay him like a starting point guard or do you pay him to be more of a scoring, you know, third guard? And I think I still feel more comfortable and I think the Bulls should feel more comfortable giving him third guard money Mm. um, because he hasn't yet proven that he can be a full-time starting point guard. You know, at the exit interview, he even said, I'm not a traditional point guard. I'm kind of a hybrid. And so I think they should pay him as such. So I basically just like went through some of the players of similar positions and kind of looked at what their contracts were adjusted for inflation in terms of what the salary cap is going to look like next year and how much you can expect he might make. Uh, Joey, if you throw it back up one more time, you can see that he is one of the younger players on this list. And Mm -hmm. I think you have to factor that in, too. So guys like Kevin Porter Jr., who obviously was a starting point guard and had an interesting uh, contract where he... Got almost 16 million annually, but each year is non-guaranteed, so they could cut him at any time. Uh, Then you have guys like De'Anthony Melton, who are more three and D, you know, point of attack defender types. Guy who I really like, like that player a lot, was only making less than nine million. So, I think given his age, the role, the fact that he could potentially grow into a starting point guard role, you have to put him closer to the Kevin Porter Jr. number. But I think given the way that the Bulls salary cap looks, the limitations on um, you know, what they can really do to improve their point guard position, you do have to sort of adjust that and, and maybe give Kobe that chance. So I think $14, 15000000 million per season is going to be the range. Um, and I'd feel comfortable with that. But if I'm the Bulls, you also have to be thinking about creating as much space as you can to still be able to use the non-taxpayer mid-level mm-hmm. without going into the tax um, so, you, you do have to be careful there. But I think that's kind of the, the cap for me is the high end outcome of where I'd be comfortable. And,
1: and I believe the way that you put it in your column is on the other end, it only takes one dumb asshole to way overbid Kobe's value if they're desperate to make some kind of splash signing the offseason. How do you see Kobe's value, Dave? Like, did, does that teen's range on maybe a three year deal make sense to you as if. S- like, hypothetically, Kobe gets an offer sheet like that. You, you comfortable with the Bulls matching it?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, first of all, shout out to Malik Monk for being 25. I did not know he was that young. <laughs> I thought he was much older than that. He shout is out to him. on a steal of a contract. Yeah, yeah, serious. No doubt about it, man. You know and, who's
1: not? His campaign. Oh, my God. Six million dollars. Good lord, Six million too many. Well, somebody's stealing. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but, yeah, that yes, absolutely, that's what we do. You want to match that. For Kobe White, that sounds like a fair value for me about how he's looked. I feel like he's earned that more so this year than any other year that he has played with the Chicago Bulls. Because for me, it feels like he put things together a little bit better. So when you're starting to go on an up and up and you're at that age of 23 right there and you're looking like it's not like he's laundry, uh Chalamet or... <laughs> You heard, you, heard I, you heard what I said. You heard laundry. Did y'all catch that? Y'all didn't I'm catch
0: with that? it. I'm with it.
2: Y'all didn't catch what I was doing? All right. No, it's totally like Timothy
0: had. Chalamet. Or uh, uh, was it
1: laundry? I heard laundry chalomet. Laundry Chalamet. Chalamet. So the laundry of Timothy Chalamet.
2: <laughs> come on, baby, roll with me.
1: Dude, I like probably it. got some nice laundry. <laughs> I'm
2: just That's guessing. I'm calling him a bootleg Timothy Chalamet. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Catch me right there. Catch me right there. I see you. But and, and also, he was ridiculous uh, in that game yesterday. He was tripping. Um, but, yes, Kobe White deserves this contract. Bottom line of it, yes, he deserves to get paid. The Bulls should definitely match the offers that will be coming in for him. My issue or – shouldn't he say issue or concern, but I'm interested in what Billy Donovan thinks of Kobe White. That's what I'm interested in. Because mm-hmm. he showed me a little bit of it in this last game against the Heat. Of what he thinks about Kobe and he White. wouldn't,
0: people asked him, and, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, just to add on to your point, like, Darnell and maybe a couple other people asked him, like, is Kobe on track to start? Is he starting caliber yeah. player? And Billy said, like, you know, he's improving and he's he's getting better to that point, but he didn't commit to yeah. it. Yeah, no. He and that's the
1: thing. Straddle that fence perfectly.
0: And, and his
2: actions show that because
1: mm. your actions speak much louder
2: than your words. So I'm very interested to see what Billy feels about Kobe. Because we know what Kobe feels about Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe feels like I should be starting in this league. As, as well he should. As Good. well he should. So and he's, and he's making himself into that kind of player where it's going to be hard to say, I got to keep you on the bench, which is great. That's what you want. You want that from a guy like uh, Kobe White. I'm just more interested in what Billy thinks about him, where he should be on this roster, is it going to still be that point guard competition coming in the next season? Like it was, you know. Is
0: Patrick Beverly going to be
2: back? Correct. It's so, it's so many questions surrounding everyone, but more so that position, which means all those questions are really surrounding kind of Kobe White. So can he do something to solidify it in the offseason or what? Or But we're going to find out because the Bulls are going to match the offer. Like I don't have any doubt in that. They're going to match whatever offer he's going to get. So he's going to be here. But will he be here in the capacity that he wants to be? Will Billy allow that Mm. to be? So I'm very interested in that.
1: Uh, And and to that end, Shine Northside in the comments, I think makes a pretty strong point, which is that Kobe's problems in the past came when he over-dribbled. Once he's realized now that you either catch and shoot or you make a quick decision to drive or pass, he got better. Maybe that growth uh, within that part of his game Mm -hmm. will make him a a more – Suitable option to be this team's starting point guard next season. Um, meanwhile, Parra said, only issue I have with Kobe starting is, what does that bench become without Kobe as a big piece of your bench? I think that's a, a fair Terry question on the other side. That's what you do. Mm, you can give this man's buddy, Dalen Terry, all, all, all of the minutes. It, dude. All the you minutes. Do. All um, it's, it's a lot to think about. I'm, I'm fascinated to see if, as you suggested, Will, the Bulls will basically play, lit, play this Kobe situation out like the Lowry situation, which was you're a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. go out, test the market, get yourself an offer, bring it back to us, and we'll very, very likely match it. Um, that didn't happen with Lowry, and they ended up needing a sign-in trade yeah. to move on from him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that that is, is a very likely outcome here. It's fair.
0: Yeah, and um, I know we're running late on time here, so I'll just say that Mark and I will be talking more about how the Bulls should plan to operate with this flex and, on and what they should be doing um, just in general with free agency. But I think Kobe's obviously is a huge piece of that. So we'll we'll talk about that for HQ on Friday. Mm. Woot! It's a Tune flex. in for that so one. Yeah, baby. For sure. You better know it. Uh, I, got a, I got a real flex for you. You got a real one? I'm not going to say on the air, but I'll tell oh, you. Oh, okay. All right, you all right,
2: all right, all right. Oh, off-air flex? Off-air off, flex. Love, okay. All right.
0: Flex incoming. All For right. Kyle. <laughs> incoming the, flex. the people will find out about it sooner. Incoming enough. flex. So Kyle, give me the hot
1: sauce, but not the bull shorts, Corver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are out of time. Yeah. We're out of here until tomorrow. In the meantime, end it. read Will's yeah. column on Kobe on our website, allcsgo.com. Follow him on Twitter, WillToGoGotLieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. He grown. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis. Thanks, as shoot. always, to him. Uh, he is at Joey Spathis. Big Dave is at bow. B A W L Sports. Ah. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore bulls. Mm. Talk to you tomorrow afternoon. Until then, make some bets. We got two more game fives tonight. Knicks, Warriors, clinging to life. <laughs> make some money off of it. This has been the CHO Bulls Pod by DraftKings Sportsbook. See Red Be good.
2: Peace. Shout out, baby Joey.